Well, we did try new interview. We want to do the try new interview I have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I shaved my chest. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That looks so weird. I know. Don't <laughs> ever do that again. Wait, let me see. Let me just see, wanted to see I just wanted to see. Wait, we all, we're going Oh, my God. Now? It's so. It just looks like a glob of mayo. I don't think it looks that bad. <laughs> I don't think it does. I mean, yeah, obviously, if I hey, was go, like, do it again. I want, just do the whole interview with your shirt off, please. Uh, the whole, the whole I think it looks good. I think I don't like it at all. I don't like. I, it's like he's on a baby's body, but like with his face. I'm about to have a lot of sex. Hell yeah! Yeah. yeah. Why is your mom coming home? Uh, no. Uh, mom just left, actually. So. Yeah, my mom just left. Mm-hmm. So for the next couple of days, I'm gonna be having a lot of sex with myself. Yeah. But hell yeah. Yeah. Going to going to see the old ball and chain at University of Arizona. Gonna I don't s- think that's ever been said. <laughs> I don't think that's ever been said ever. Going to see the old ball and chain at University of Arizona, known for the sluttiest behavior <laughs> among colleges. Yeah, it hurts. It, <laughs> it hurts so fucking much, actually. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm a little excited to, uh, you know, be walking around, like, campus and her being, like, yeah, slept with him, um, him, even that guy. Yeah. And <laughs> then like some I, random lunch lady. Yeah, <laughs> eventually I'm going to get to, like, a guy where I'm just, like, that guy? You slept with that guy? Yeah, what happens if it's, like, the whole football team? You're just going to be, like, what happens right. if it's a guy that has a really sh- uh, a shaved chest? <laughs> 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 I got nothing. I don't know. Neither does he. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I shave my chest and make my dick look bigger. Yeah. Well, I just did it because <laughs> I was like, I've always wanted to just try it, just to see what happens. Because I always imagined that it was gonna really like hurt. Because like you know when you shave like a, like, I don't know, like your armpits or something like that. The one time you did it, and then it was like it was really chafy when you moved around and you got like a rash. I thought that was going to be Never so much worse. my armpits. I've only no. literally ever shaved my pubes. I've shaved my pubes. I've done... I've shaved my legs. I used to shave my legs when I thought that... that w- I just thought you'd shaved your legs. I thought that was a thing. Dude, you were so weird. I didn't who know... Who told that, you that was the thing? I don't know. I saw my friend had sh- who had shaved legs. Did he was like, yeah, like I shaved my legs. And I was like, a male? Okay, yeah. It turns out he was a swimmer. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> that at the time. I was like, oh, I guess I shaved my legs. Also, okay. that's the most bullshit thing that swimmers do. I, I, I mean, it does, that, it does work. Uh, really? Yeah. Who said that? Swimmers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're biased. They're just gay and closeted. Like, we we know we support gay people, but like, yeah, swimming. If you join the swim team just to be able to shave your legs, which I feel like is fifty percent of the swim team, swimming doesn't get enough flack. Like tennis, yeah. uh, tennis gets way too much, and yeah. I'm not even yeah. like that big of a tennis supporter. But like, you look at the tennis kids and you look at the uh, swim team, swim team kids. You look at those two team photos, who's more sus? Yeah, it's definitely the swim kids. Yeah. I mean them with their dyed hair. Dude, they speedos. Yeah, it's cuz like oh, I can't have anything else on my body, so hair, I guess, like Yeah. Like you know the kid that did football, that tried out for football but like, you know, kind of hurt his ankle, so then he just like said he had like a broken ankle for the rest of the year. Like it was like, "Oh, I'm not on a football team, but I got injured." You know yeah, that yeah. shit? I had like f- so many of those guys. It's like a swimmer guy that goes to one swim practice to shave his legs. Comes, <laughs> he's like, "Oh no, I have, I'm on the swim team." Yeah, <laughs> and then, he, then he's doing like James Charles beauty tutorials, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, it's for swim." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. hey sisters, say <laughs> so you shave your legs for takes an hour in the it's shower for, for swim. 
Yeah. First win. It does take so long though to shave like, your leg. <laughs> come comes out being sexually fluid to his dad, and he's like, "But for for swim, for swim though, dad." Dude, I I I'm hot take here. I I really don't think I'm. As long as it's not over the top, I don't think I mind unshaven legs on a woman. As long as it's not like I don't want to be ta- toxically masculine here. I definitely mind. I don't really care. Uh, have you ever like I don't know? I think this is just coming from the place of living with like a girlfriend in my experience. And dude, when when that, I actually sympathize for girls for when like a guy's beard rubs against them. It's like kind of the same thing with legs. It's just itchy, uncomfortable. Gets hot under the sheets. If you yeah, but that's us. That's on us too. Like. Our our legs aren't prickly though, because we don't shave them. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you didn't They're shave them, moppy. they wouldn't be prickly. Yeah, yeah. If the girl didn't shave them, they wouldn't be that bad. Like, yeah, I agree with you. That that little prick, prickly stuff. Yeah, that's annoying. Especially on the vagina, it hurts, man. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. It hurts on the vagina. It hurts, dude. It hurts when I have sex with a woman with my penis. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How Good. often does it hurt for you? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Even after the sex, it hurts. It's like inside my brain, though, that it hurt. <laughs> Dude, I mean, the first couple times I had sex, it definitely did hurt. I just didn't get the. I, I double wrapped. Uh, That's. A I'm a, I'm a, I was, dude. I was 15. <laughs> like, I honestly, so I, <laughs> I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast yet, um, but I actually wanted to be celibate. I was super religious in high school, and then my girlfriend was older, and she was just laying naked on my couch and then i was i just threw that out the window but like i hated myself for it through what out the like window. my post nut clarity wasn't even for like oh this girl was ugly or, or something because it was my girlfriend my post nut clarity was like i failed god dude <laughs> there i witnessed so many of your like i failed in life moments like i remember when you hit a vape and then you didn't think it was uh like you didn't know it was nicotine then you found out after it was nicotine and you had like a midlife crisis on the beach being like dude fuck like my uncle smokes, smokes <laughs> a lot and he's like not dead yet but maybe he'll die at some point statistics say so i'm <laughs> fucked up statistics now say. yeah and just <laughs> fucking like today at 1 p.m i was like yo will i need you to take a picture of me smoking a cigarette for a blog and then i was like i might as well just finish it yeah. like, <laughs> we got this question in from uh some guy on twitter he asked us uh what would be our top three peop- char- TV characters to have a go out and have a drink with? What would you guys do? I feel like. Wait, can we do snake? Are we doing snake draft or are we doing? What is snake draft? What does that mean? Snake draft means like, so I go first. Tubby would go last. Is there Tubby only one twice. number one spot? Or oh, you can't say the same name as that we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Fuck or no. Are we doing like there's we each get our own number one or it's like one two? No, three. we each get. No, we each got our own number one. Okay. Okay. You, I, you've what written a blog on this, so you go for it. All right. I mean, the correct answer is Charlie Kelly. If you let me go out with Charlie Kelly, not only would it be the best night of my life, but like it would be on the news. It would 100% be on the news. I, I don't. I wouldn't pick Charlie Kelly. Are you fucking kidding me? Why? I just don't. Th- I, I don't think he's uh, like. He's one of my least favorite characters. I Dude, you're like, just you're just doing this to get a rise out of me <laughs> for the podcast. No, I love him, but I my laughs out of him are mainly built off people around him 
making me think yeah. what he's doing funny. Like, I don't think he's standalone funny in the way that some other characters are. But is, that, is that a fair take? I mean, I it's yeah. Fair. He, like, that's why Dennis is there as, yeah, quarter, like, as kind of the straight man. Yeah, no, he does need a straight man. I'm not willing to be the straight man. Oh, well, but I got I got a list. I got three other people I can go out drinking two, with. You got two. We said top three, right? Yeah, I got, or shit. All right, fine. Right, I mean, yeah. yeah I, that's. I, what do you think of that take? I mean, I agree. And, like, I think that it is, like... Agree with me or agree with him? No, I, I agree I agree with, with both of you. That I mean, like, I mean, to your point, Toby, when he has that episode, uh, which is one of my favorites, of when he has to, like, make the bar ready for inspection, when it's just him, he is kind of a straight man to yeah. everyone else, right? And they kind of swap the cards, and he's, like, professional almost. He has, like, a weird way of doing it, and that's why it's funny. But he almost, like... But then also, at the same time, there's, like, the one where he's, like, dating, you know? And he is just, like... A complete mess so it's like it's kind of I mean, he's always a complete mess yeah i just i feel like it's <laughs> just like you can be either way i mean that's the same thing with I mean, either ca- everyone every character on that show is like that same yin and yang aspect which makes it so good which is why you can repeat the same thing and just like not have a like end up in the same spot you know all right connell you're next uh all right number one i would probably do it with uh with with ron swanson only because i would like to just like sit in a room with him and have like maybe like initial conversation for a little bit and him tell me about whatever whiskey we're about to drink or whatever he has and then us just like both just sit there. I think he has his own whiskey company. Yeah. Probably. The actor made it based on the show. Nick Offerman. Yeah. I don't think people I don't think you'd want to drink with Ron Swanson as much as you think you'd want to drink with Ron Swanson. I think I because he would just shut up and I would just be able to drink by myself and you'd be able to be both like drinking by ourselves, you know? It'd be like <laughs> we just have another person there. We'd just be like, All right, fuck you. Like It's you like know. I feel like he <laughs> it's he a would, sad boys. He would yeah. be a good character to be like that guy that you can just have that unspoken like oh we don't need to talk but we're yeah, still enjoying exactly. each other's presence you know all right you so know what just by me drinking i've come around whiskey, on your take i like, like it. that's very that's all i need is from him it's just like we're sharing a bottle of whiskey right and like i'll like put, i'll move my glass over to when i need more and he'll just pour me some more and i'll bring it back and he's you know just sitting there carving something and i'm just watching netflix or whatever the fuck i'm doing and that's it i'm just sitting there you gotta be cognizant though you got two more people you gotta drink with so yeah, i got it all right tub you're up I'm going David Brent from the UK office as my number one pick. Really? Asshole. Asshole. Why is he an asshole? Oh, because it's not the US? Is that why? Yeah. I thought you were just, <laughs> just talking about David Brent being an right, asshole. David Brent is an asshole. Yeah, Wait, he is who, an asshole. who is David Brent? Is He's he Michael Scott for the UK version of the office. Compare him to Michael oh. Scott, though. So uh, is he like a little bit less? He's purposefully was written and is like designed to be like an asshole. Whereas Michael Scott, why the reason why that show had more longevity was like Michael Scott was like an actual yeah. character with flaws and people that yeah. and things that like people. Yeah, would, he had redeeming qualities. Yeah, yeah because yeah. they they did the first season and even some of the second, the f- whole first season, basically doing the exact same like David Brent style where he's just like a dick, and then they realized then they were like, well, you know, and then they made him like, like the difference I think, well, because I watched the video, is like David Brent wasn't really qualified for his job and neither is Michael Scott, but like Michael Scott is actually a good salesman. Like you see it at time, you know, he's like, he's pretty good, but like David Brent was more written for like a couple seasons. Like, and that's why it's, yeah. it works. Like yeah. they obviously made Michael Scott more likable and more like, you know, redeeming because it was America and you can have as many seasons as you want. Yeah. I don't blame either one, either system for doing what they yeah, did. I, I think America in general is more against having like 
like American TV audience is more against having someone like having someone that doesn't have redeeming qualities is kind of like a. I would agree. Or wait, so wait, what were you? Were you a David Brent? Yeah, right? I'm going David Brent just because. I would not never be the biggest asshole in the room, and he's just gonna be entertaining to talk to. Yeah, think about how many times you're gonna have to like, like he's gonna be drunk and like try to you know someone's playing guitar in the in the corner. He's gonna try to take the guitar and like play better, and you're gonna have to be like kind of like hiding yourself. Yeah, this is all right. In this fictional scenario, we're not at like my bar. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I guess yeah. If I got to choose yeah. where I was for Ron Swanson, where are you with David Brent? I'm just like, I maybe, I'm just in like, middle middle England, like. Just a nice, shitty, well, like, medium bar with, like, the average age being, like, 30 to thir- to 45-year-old, yeah. like, divorced people. So, like to go you got to keep that in mind like, for your karaoke. Like, like, we, like, karaoke comes on at 11. Like, that's the yeah. kind of place. Yeah, but you also got to keep in mind for your other picks, depending on who you pick, you're probably not going to get pussy at that bar. Or if you do, no, it'll I'm not be a wild get, like, story. Why would I oh, be trying to get point. pussy on my on my one night with a with, fictional oh, yeah, character? With your fiction. Well, because maybe that's well, the point. Well, it depends. You know it, that you, it you completely chose, depends. Yeah, you chose this fictional so character. So I that's purpose. why that's why I'm picking my next character. All right, next characters. My next character is Nick Miller. Not only because I've been on a new girl kick. I think out of any show I've ever watched, fictional character wise, I think I get along with him the best. I also feel like we would be great wingman to each other, and. I don't know. He's also a writer too, with an alcohol problem. So we get along great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, my second is probably uh, uh, JB Smooth. He's like, oh, I guess he's not a. I, uh, I guess uh, Leon from Kirby Enthusiasm. Oh my god, <laughs> I like that pick a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially Cause, for you, because he probably has like all these clubs that he knows to go to, and especially if like we're friends, like that's established. Like he's taking me along with it. I just kind of like sit like back seat. And but then, like, what's Ron Swanson doing? Like Ron Swanson? Oh, he's not. T- we're not going. We're not going to get out. It's like they're separate drinking occasions. No, 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 no. This is one night. Oh, well, this, this is bar. Bar. What? I thought it was each each Guys, each drink you have to what? do. That's why I've continuously said. I've continuously said throughout this whole thing, you got to think about your other two characters. Like, if you're getting pussy or not with Toby, like I just mentioned. Yeah, but I thought you meant by that, like, yeah, he might not get pussy with David Brent, but he I could mean, have we another. I mean, we could take it either way you want. I think it's more interesting the way I'm looking at it. I think it's interesting to make up the different scenarios that you would go in with these people and describe them in great detail. Like, I would, I would love, I love being, like, brought along as, like, an extra guy. With with you know with a black friend or something like that you know just like him just introducing me to all his friends and I'm just like hey I'm not supposed to be here but I'm here I'm friends with him like that <laughs> shit like that <laughs> makes me feel so good if if he like you know does like the really hard slot in my bag like yeah it is my main man Connell and I'm like yes <laughs> yes I am you the man Connell you the man Connell <laughs> yeah. you get in that ass Larry <laughs> <laughs> yeah just him bringing me to clubs and he would he would probably help me get me laid if I like midway through the night I was like hey man listen I just haven't got laid was like oh we getting you some ass <laughs> Would you go with Crazy Eyes Killer? <laughs> Cra- yeah, Crazy Eyes Killer. <laughs> I I like that pick a lot. Yeah, that's a good pick. I wanted. I was gonna pick the manager from Curb. Jeff. Yeah. I feel like he'd be a sad drinking buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff would great. be the worst drinking you'd buddy. You go to one bar. Dude, would, what, what are you gonna do? Go to Applebee's with Jeff as he tells yeah, you how he big would, of a I cunt his he, wife is? He was like, he was like he's like he, I can't go to I can't go to that club. Uh, Susie said I cannot go to that club anymore. See if they end up going to like a Chili's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like I feel like it would be my my perfect like it would be like my thing. What is up I, with you and middle aged drinking buddies? By the way, I, I mean. It'd be my thing if I was like missing, like Jersey and like depressing people from Jersey would be, 
my if that's one that's one I would pick him when I miss just like the sadness and the like the bitching from people's wives. Like you know what I mean? Like it would be it would have to be a specific time and place. It's like you know when there's like a moment when you just really want to talk to Anthony because of how fucking Italian he is. Yeah. It's just like you miss it. Like especially if you're at college or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's like that certain moment he would fulfill that for me. Uh I'm also really struggling with my T V show recollection right now. Well, I mean, is that your second pick confirmed? Q confirmed. Can we circle back? No. Nope. Uh, Wait, where are you and Jeff going? <laughs> That's chili. such a shitty pick. Chili. It, ha- it can't be anything else. What do you think? Susie's going to smell the club on him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be do a the, solid. I actually would love to hear so, uh, Susie say Toby's voice and like do the whole thing about him being British. You want that British fuck again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How great would that be? Yeah. I would go out with Susie. I think that'd be fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, imagine going out with uh, just fuck, just a cheat on Jeff. Fucking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> have a, imagine going out with uh, his wife, Larry David's wife. Oh, Cheryl. That'd Cheryl. Be, I hate that. Oh, that'd be terrible. All right. So, uh, yeah. So where are you and Jeff going? <laughs> me and Jeff. Yeah. Jeff and I. Jeff. Jeff and I are are go- we're gonna go to a strip club because I'm choosing. Okay. And I'm gonna be really uncomfortable, but I want to drive him home, drunk, and the smell of the, of the strip club on. <laughs> yeah, and watch the hellstorm that in, unfolds. My last pick, I'm going Frank Gallagher. I knew you were gonna pick him. Who's that? From Shameless. Oh, Shameless. <laughs> that's a sad. That's a sad, sad man, though. He's not a sad man. He's a narcissistic man. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would love an experience drinking with like the worst of the worst, like the most depraved human being. And me and Frank would go to probably, I would have him take me to like some shitty fucking Chicago bar where the people, you know, kind of like in the show where the people are fighting gentrification and everyone there is like, you know, a really passionate Chicago Bears fan or whatever. And uh, yeah, we're just getting bombed. He's telling me about how he forgets how many kids he has, all that good shit. Nice. I don't know Shameless, so I can't make any jokes. <laughs> it's a great show. Uh, my third pick, and you guys are gonna hate on this one, but I have. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm, why would I miss an opportunity to go alien bar hopping with Rick? From Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah we. I. I didn't. I didn't include. I. Uh, said fictional. TV character. Yeah. All right. He's I'll a TV you, character. I'll give you Rick. I mean, I feel like Rick and Frank Gallagher aren't all that different. Yeah, yeah. but I get to go to aliens bars and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck some aliens. Fuck some aliens. Yeah. Be like, Maybe he takes you to a bar. This is the, this is we're at a bar where where you can just put your dick in anything. That's the point, Connell. <laughs> it's all consensual. <laughs> so yeah, I go with Rick so that way I could drink all the alien cocktails and. Portal around, you know, maybe How go sex robots. Sex to me, robots. wait, quick, quick intermission. Uh, you ever watch Futurama? Yeah. Would you fuck the Cyclops? I'd fuck the shit out of her. Who's the Cyclops? Oh, you mean the girl? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No, that's kind of weird. One eye. I'd fuck the. But I guess shit if I'm going bar hopping with Rick, know? though, I'd probably have to get. Having oh, one you, eye yeah, is probably you, the bare minimum of. Yeah, <laughs> do you imagine? Do you imagine all these like deformed people are looking at you, and you're with Rick? And they just see your shaved chest, and they're just like, 
Ew. Ew, what an <laughs> alien. You're so weird. <laughs> Connell, I should have told you having a shaved chest here makes <laughs> You're unable to get laid here. <laughs> it's the one rule. Look. And that's where you pan over to the, like, the, like, the sign that says that. And then that's the joke for... There, there you go, Dan Harmon. Use that joke. Write the community movie. Do it. Make the movie, shithead. Toby, what's your third pick? I'm going with Jay Cartwright from The Inbetweeners. Dude, you're going so far British on us. Well, fuck you. I mean, I'm just saying. The listeners are going to have no fucking idea. Well, I think there's some listeners who listen from the UK. Thank you very much. All right. Hi, Mrs. Mendenhall. <laughs> uh, I don't... Why? All right. Fuck you. Like, not everyone has watched Shameless. I don't care. Sh- yeah, I was going to use that, too. Not everyone's watched Shameless. All right, fine. I'll All right, I want to drink with Jim from the office. Uh, you know, not everyone's watched Rick and Morty because you have to have a kind of high, high IQ. To <laughs> 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 All right, I'll, I'll, my my American pick, and this is a like normie fucking pick, but I really liked Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. It's so bizarre. I really liked him. What are you guys gonna have like Never two margaritas him. and then you have to take care of them? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, get that fat little we're, fuck we're, Manny to pick you Dave, up. We're going to Dave and Buster's because I've never been. D&B's? Yeah. D- tell me he wouldn't be electric at Dave and Buster's. Oh, he, he, probably, has a, he would probably has a card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whips out that platinum gold. <laughs> yeah. No, I got the, platinum I got the gold? That didn't even make sense. <laughs> fuck me. I got, the, I got the high score on five of these machines. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be great. And then for the English one... uh I'm doing a half and half pick here, which is kind of strange, but Jay Cartwright is kind of just a young Dave Brent. <laughs> like, but he's so funny. He's so funny. You guys never watched The Inbetweeners, right? I think I've maybe seen I think episode. I think I saw an episode. Oh. But then I realized it was British, so I turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those people have those funky accents. I just can't do it. Yeah, it's so weird. Doesn't throw the needle <laughs> doesn't move and the needle for me. The thing is I I wouldn't get laid with him. But it would be so I don't fun. Think, I don't be think so you'd fun get laid with any of your picks. Yeah, but I'm saying I wouldn't get. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't get laid with him. But it would be so fun to watch him try, because he's like the best. It'd be fun to watch David Brent try to get laid too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like this would be. Oh, be so fun. Yeah. Piss. So I think you know we got a good equilibrium here. Bobby well, just wants to get out and worse. just get blasted plastered with anyone i kind of want to either just sit and drink alone that i with someone that i know enjoys can appreciate drinking alone as much as i do or even more so and then and then just get taken for rides around strip clubs and clubs in general and uh, alien strip clubs and clubs with rick (laughs) rick and leon rick and leon imagine that show all right guys so we have one friend on the podcast today (laughs) And uh, we're excited to have him. If you don't know two friends, then you're probably a loser. But your girlfriend definitely does know who they are. You have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, big booty mixes, a um, lot of great music. Probably, do you? How often do you guys do um, like music festivals and stuff? I mean, well, so now obviously been a while just because yeah, yeah. last let's see our last show was like march 9th or something like that so it's been yeah oh that's right before the cutoff like that's right before the yeah. nba canceled <laughs> yeah that like i think like a day or two after that was really yeah you know the nba started to shut down and then obviously just been been a crazy year but um i mean normally yeah especially summertime that's kind of like 
when most of the festivals happen. So, I mean, last summer we were pretty busy hopping around doing festivals, doing colleges, doing nightclubs. You know, it's fun to kind of do a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's got to be kind of sad because the people like in your industry that are just kind of starting out, like I have uh, one friend who kind of copied the blueprint that you guys made for a lot of people. So like starting off with mixes and then dropping like his own releases. Because uh, I, w- I would guess you guys started off making the big booty mixes just so like people would kind of come to your page and then check out your own shit, right? I mean, yeah, that was part of it. I think honestly we i I don't even know if when we originally started with it if we really even thought that much ahead like it was more that you know we we had fun making them i kind of came from more of a background of like making mashups and doing fun dj stuff so like it was just fun to make and as we started to make our own um original music that was kind of in the dance lane we thought like oh you know maybe it could be cool to put out like an hour-long mix um just kind of that fits within kind of the overall you know what we're doing with two friends and we just put it out for fun and you know really did not think we'd end up you know we're about to put out volume 18 and yeah. obviously it's, it's grown a bunch so it's been it's just been a fun thing that we do and you know we we like kind of diversifying and doing you know we do the mixes we make our own originals we remix obviously do all the shows we have our podcasts and radio shows so it's like we we like that no two day no two days are, are you know really ever the same it's kind of fun to have a foot in a lot of stuff i mean dude without hesitation whenever like somebody whenever we're like you know just starting off the pregame like someone just got back from the liquor store like someone's like hey uh anyone got a speaker with charge i toss him a ue boom i know i just know for a fact you guys are coming on yeah so it actually i i was down in san diego a couple weeks ago with a buddy and we met up with i guess some of his friends so i didn't really know them and we were at the beach and they had a little portable speaker and this dude plugs in his phone and just puts on a big booty mix. And I never, like we were sitting with him, but I had never even met him. And I whispered, <laughs> and I whispered to, the, to the guy I was with, I was like, yo dude, I think I'm pretty sure this is a big, cause it, like within three seconds, it was still like the intro. I'm like, dude, that's a big booty mix. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be so weird, dude. And then obviously my friend is like very just annoying and like, you know, just immediately just starts, hey man, what, you know, who is this? Do you know who that is? Hey, this is, it's actually him right here. Like, <laughs> like kind of put, put me on the spot, but it, it was funny. Yeah, how often do you get recognized in public? Especially, like, definitely more likely if it's in the sort of setting where it's like music related, you know, yeah. like at a festival after we finish our set, if we want to go check out some other people. Um, I had a funny one also where a couple months ago, I had, a, I had a friend move to LA and it was literally his first night in LA and I went to dinner with him and someone happened to recognize me at that restaurant, which is, is definitely rare, but it was his first night in LA and he just thought it was the, he's like, oh my God, like this happens yeah, you, all the yeah. time. You, like you LA paparazzi. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I'm kind of on a much less scale uh, in a somewhat similar position because my roommate has not been laid in a very, very long time. And uh, I've been running the Total Frat Move page for like three or four months now. So whenever we're out at a bar, I, like he'll go over to like one of the hottest girls in the bar and, and whatever, be like, hey, do you have like any crazy videos of like you shotgunning or anything after like they just start talking? And then I'm like, God damn it. I know exactly what he's going to like go for next. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, because this guy can hook it up. Like, if you need <laughs> right. <that."> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah and you just have to stand there awkwardly yeah, yeah then i'm just like i actually like can't hook it up and then the girl will be like well uh i have this like one bikini picture i think it's actually like really good i think your audience would love it and i'm like i'm just not gonna post a picture of your ass on like, <laughs> yeah. that page my only bone to pick with you guys is quite frankly i feel like when anyone from california as soon as the umbilical cord is cut at this point they immediately just come out with a turntable it, that, that's pretty funny like we we started matt and i grew up together in la we went to middle school and high school together and it, around senior year of high school is when we kind of started this and i'm not joking like at the time we were the only people in our whole school that did anything related to like djing or like electronic music like it was so this was so this was 2011 and like it was kind of at the point where it was really popular in europe and it was you know definitely becoming more and more popular in the us but it's still new enough where like we were you know we were i think the only people and then the the norm was that a lot of people you know have like their garage bands and rock bands and like you know we there were 10 people we could name from our from our grade that were doing things like that and then just like it happened so quickly where matt has younger siblings that like still went to that same high school you know five or six years later and then it was completely flipped it was like you were in you were in the minority if yeah. you were in like a classic band and everyone else was like i'm a dj i'm a dj it's um, insane yeah. man like i uh like I mentioned at TCU, I every single like two months, a kid from my fraternity would be like, "Hey guys, I just want you guys to check out my new mix." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of the DJ reputation is not the best, and it kind of you know you get looped into a lot of the things where like honestly, there's times where I feel like embarrassed to be like, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" Oh, I'm a, I'm a DJ. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's kind of just taken on like not the best connotation. Yeah, I mean, you are like one of the best though like i appreciate that but, <laughs> but yeah i mean there's definitely like yeah i know exactly what you mean there's a lot of kind of stereotypes of like that classic california kid who you know yeah they're a dj now yeah, yeah. what is like your hierarchy would you say for being a dj because i have people that like claim they're djs or like the thing themselves as djs that all they did was just kind of make like they just put like a you know ten songs together in a, in like in one playlist, and they think that that playlist is like the you know their the pregame party playlist, and they like to call themselves a, a DJ. Do you think that's like? Yeah, I mean that I I like I you know to each their own. Like that's you, that person is still doing you know doing something that's DJing and yeah. you know helping people have a good time. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day. But I mean, so I really for us, I guess, just where we kind of spend our work. Like I'd say the majority of it is is actually producing our own music. Just because that's the most you know that's takes the most amount of time and um i think in kind of the landscape like it used to be that djs didn't really need to have they, they didn't they were djs they weren't music producers um but i think into you know today it's way more common that and this was what happened with us where we were interested in music in being music producers and then as you start to make your own music and start to remix songs and start to do all this stuff, like you realize, okay, like if in terms of a performance, since this is not really a traditional like musical instrument, you know, we're all, we're making this on our computer to perform that you just need the, like the, the method of performing yeah. the music we're making is DJing. So we can the DJing kind of came after um, for us, but obviously then that just became like, you know, such a big part of what we do and a part of, kind of like like you mentioned this earlier where everything kind of just helps each other so you know 
the DJing gets your own music out there, then your own music helps with the touring. So it kind of just all plays into yeah. like one big, you know, universe, I guess. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's, you know, if I think back to when we were in high school, like that, the early days of it were, yeah, being the one that I wanted to burn CDs for my friends yeah. and I wanted to make the playlist that we could put on and like that kind of, you know, hopefully that, that sparks something in people where they want to keep going with it. And how do you like read a room when you're DJing like midway through the, the, like, how do you know when to switch it up or change it? Like, how do you take a look? Um, at I mean, I think that honestly, the, the only way to do that is just experience and go through it all. And like, I think if, if we had video recordings of like some of our earliest ones, we'd definitely do some really awkward things or like not read it well, <laughs> like but us right now. I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I think, at this point when we've done hundreds of shows and like, like I said, I think we're lucky with our style of music and our style of show, I think works in a lot of different environments. Like, you know, we could do the college stuff. We could do the pool party. We could do the Vegas stuff. And so it's fun to kind of just be able to go to all those different types of places and kind of understand like what does better in what situation. And also just, you know, the number one thing that any aspiring DJ should do is just get a ton of music on your you know on your computer on your thumb drives or whatever and like kind of just the more the better because then you have stuff in case stuff isn't working or in case you know like the way the way djing works we dj off usb so we we before the show you plug in your usb to your computer you can load in whatever you want but then you don't have we don't have our computer up there so like if someone makes a request and you don't have it on your usb there's nothing you can do because <laughs> yeah, you know it's too late at that point so you know you may as well just have like a ton of stuff on yeah. there so that you never feel like, ah, oh, damn, I don't, you know, I'm all how out big of is uh, How big of storage is that USB most of the time? They're each, uh, the ones that we use are each 16 gigs. Oh, wow, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, some, sometimes it's actually, though, it's kind of a blessing in disguise when, like, you know, someone is being annoying and making a request, you can kind of just fall back on, like, hey, you know. <laughs> oh, I've been that I, guy. <laughs> it's, it's, on, it's not on the USB. Yeah, there's really nothing I can do. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the opposite is it, when you do have a laptop, there's always, you know, it's like, well, why don't you go get it right yeah, now? Yeah. And we actually, we we DJed a high school prom one time, like five years ago. And I remember we go in thinking like, because they hired us, they want like a DJ set, like dance music, but like the kids just want, you know, it ended up feeling more like a bar mitzvah. Like the kids wanted just to hear, you know, what their favorite yeah. pop song. So we just were not prepared at all, but we <laughs> were using our laptop. So we literally would just rip stuff. Like one of us would be DJing, the other would be on headphones on the laptop on YouTube, ripping songs off YouTube, quickly <laughs> exporting them, and then just And would he have to like, pretend up, to be like listening to the music too, even though he's, yep, he's, yep. he's and like I, And oh God, one of them turned out, because it's hard to do on the fly like that, one of them yeah. turned out, it was, um, it was like a music video version that we ripped from YouTube. It wasn't just the straight song. Oh my, so but they had the dialogue. The, yeah, there's like a, I think it was a Lil John song, like probably like Get Low, and like, halfway through the music video the music stops and there's like a little like skit that happens you know and then the music video comes back on and like oh that was just a that was a mood killer for sure <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so for the listeners that don't know we're here with the better looking of the two friends. <laughs> thank Obviously, you the thank cooler you one the one that gets all the girls you know <laughs> Everyone already knows that like Matt's just kind of a follower. Eli yeah, it, it's like definitely. LeBron and Wade. Like wherever Eli goes, that's where the shit happens. But um, uh, <laughs> they actually, as he mentioned before, met in high school. So what I wanted to touch on is you guys went to college so far apart. Were you the one that went to Vanderbilt? Yeah, I went to Vandy. Matt went to Stanford. 
Um, and yeah, that's kind of those we, we ended up graduating. So those four years, like that's pretty much where the main foundation of it all started and we kind of got our leg. And is that like you guys visit each other on plane rides once every three months? Or are you just talking on like Gchat or something like that? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we had a whole system where we did have, I think Skype, like Zoom wasn't around. So we were on Skype and we would screen share and then, you know, FaceTime all the time and email stuff back and forth. And during breaks, we'd go back home to LA and have like a makeshift basement studio that we'd work out of. And then we kind of, we canceled uh, some of our summer internships so that we were <laughs> like, you know what, these summers between college, like this is where we want to sort of test it out and really you know rather than be kind of doing it here and there like we're still doing a ton of it but you still had school and other shit going on yeah, that like yeah. it wasn't full-time so the summers were like all right if this was full-time what what are we doing and you know kind of just did the whole foundation building um so that when we did graduate it was just like we were good you know we knew what we had to do we had our makeshift studio still there we like we had our team around us we're like all right like it's go time kind of and uh were your parents supportive of, yeah i was like, gonna ask that too something like that <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And we're, you know, we're super, super grateful for that. Um, I think they kind you know, I think if anything, the pressure was more on us because, you know, the Vanderbilt and Stanford are good schools and we, we didn't go to school for music. So we got degrees, you know, for like, I, I got a, it's called human and organizational development. It's kind of like close to like a business major and Matt got a product design major. So like, you know, if we really, there were other good jobs that we could have kind of sought, but so it was more pressure on us of like, we were we're so set on doing music that let's make let's prove to everyone that like it's worth it that we kind of went this route um and you know which definitely wasn't very traditional um and so everyone was very supportive but i you know i don't know how how uh confident everyone was i guess yeah. Yeah. i mean our parents were i would say our parents were confident but like certain friends or whoever not that they're like assholes about it but you know i think at the time it was like we weren't making money that first year and a half after college during college especially during college we were making negative money yeah and I, the first year I feel and a half you, man. I feel you. <laughs> first year and a half out of school still you know it was like just grinding but we kind of were we we were lucky enough you know we could live at home with our parents for the first couple of years and be like worst case scenario we go a few years and we really are not making money and not only are we not making money but if there's no hope that we'll ever make money then okay you know what worst case we gave up a couple years doing something we love and having fun so like is that really that bad and then you're still only 24 25 like it's not the end of the world but that was also that was like you know we weren't like thinking about that every day that was kind of just that's the fallback plan and then the main plan was just let's grind this out and you know if we if we were already getting a lot done in school with so many other distractions like now we have five times as much time to work on this like let's just you know, things will happen and slowly but surely they do. And I think that similar kind of motive is happening right now with like online school. Like personally, that's how I actually transferred from TCU to uh, our state school, Rockers, for like personal reasons. And, uh, you know, I got a job here just from like him and I collaborating every single day with, that, with like online school being this avenue of like I have more time to do things that I want to do. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And then again, I, you know, we feel lucky that like, not everyone is in that position where you can afford to kind of not make money for a couple of years. But we, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was like senior year, beginning of senior year, end of junior year, beginning of senior year was when, when things really started, still nothing like 
crazy, but like there was just more momentum. We had a song get on the radio. We had, we started to do like our first performances where we'd fly from our own schools and meet up in the, you know, meet up at a college or a nightclub or whatever, and then fly back to our schools. But, um, so I think we were like, you know what, we're close to graduating. Let's, let's grind this out. Let's graduate. We'll be happy that we did. And then, you know, day one after that, it was like, all right, this is what we've been waiting for. This is two yeah. friends full time. Do you remember your first paid gig? So I do. And I, the, the first few we did actually were not paid. They were all like charity things or yeah. we just, you know, we offered to DJ at a friend's frat party or something like that. But um, the first one I remember, they flew us out to a, it was a boarding school in like Connecticut or New Hampshire oh or something like that. Oh my God, that is so <laughs> perfect. Yeah. And it was like their like end of the year, like dance essentially. And I just remember that. And I was like, just how, and that was just the start of it where it was like, wow, like I, you know, I can't believe someone paid us and flew us out and put us at a hotel to like put music on at a part yeah. i mean there's more to it than that don't get me wrong but it's like to basically you know to have fun to go you know not that that was the sickest party ever but yeah, like yeah. still we got it you know like and it was, so i think yeah that was definitely we'll remember that one well what a lot of people actually don't know and i didn't go to like boarding prep school or anything but those kids are so ahead on like the soundcloud music wave like yeah I, no it's true yeah, it's true they, i uh played like hockey with a couple of them in like early high school and stuff and i would look for through their sound clouds to find music and then show yeah. like my public school friends and friends like all over the place just be like yeah man like i don't know if you've seen this mix but it's only at like 6k <laughs> it's gonna blow up yeah <laughs> no that's so true that's funny we so wait were you guys starting up when soundcloud was starting up too yeah soundcloud was was enormous for us we got you know that's another thing we feel lucky about like it's it's without that it's so much harder these days for kids that are just getting started so we you know that was lucky for us hype machine was a big thing yeah, too yeah. and like it just like blogs were not like not insanely um you know they weren't like like i said you know we still didn't really make any money and like it there's it's one thing to have like internet hype versus actually being able to sell tickets to a concert so like but at the same time people were actually reading blogs and sharing music like you said i mean a lot of blogs were literally just you know a kid with good taste yeah posting it and, and then it gets a following and people actually are checking it out um so soundcloud was huge because you know you could just put you can make a remix of any song you want you can make mixes you could do whatever spotify obviously is a little more like official like you can't just put anything up on spotify um also money right <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah i mean soundcloud was huge and that was you know we definitely kind of came up through a lot of those blogs and SoundCloud and Hype Machine and kind of got our early footing there. Yeah, what, this is kind of a nerd question for me because I'm kind of into software and computers and stuff, but what was the software you used when you were beginning to like mash stuff up or just remix in general? Well, so we actually, we use like, they're kind of separate, uh, I guess, things we do like the main, mainly for production, we use Pro Tools. And that actually yeah. started that um, when we were in senior year of high school, we literally, we came up with the name two friends before we had ever made music. We, we knew that was the plan, but like, we still were like, all right, what, you know, what's, what are we going to be? Blah, blah, blah. And then after we came wait, up with how two long friends, did like, that take you guys to come up with? So funnily enough, it took us a long time. There's this one class we had, we had a class together senior year and we'd sit in the back and just not pay attention and just literally be like trying to come up with names, trying to come up with like logos. And we had so many, like 
that's our one regret we have is we don't know where those pieces of paper are. Oh, oh man. I would love to see what we missed out on. But then I, they were so bad. And so that like we got so frustrated that we're just like, fuck it. Like, should we just be two friends? <laughs> and, and then we're just like, you know what? That's kind of cool. So we, we stuck with that. But um, yeah, so then after that, we're like, you know what? It's probably a good time to, to make some music. And so we went on Google and we're like, what software should we get if we want to produce electronic dance music? And clicked on one of the links and like one of the recommendations was for Pro Tools, sounded pretty good. And we're like, okay, cool. And yeah. then we never looked back <laughs> and uh, we used Pro Tools for that. And then for the mixes, um, we actually put them together in Logic just because Pro Tools is not great for handling kind of yeah. like hour long, huge files like that. So you guys like first big ish. I mean, I, I get you guys, when, when did you guys get the number one song on, um, Wait, what did you just mention? I'm sorry. I'm like not a music. Hype uh, Machine? Yeah, machine. yeah. yeah. Hype Machine. So that, I actually remember, so I actually made, before Matt and I joined up to do it, I put out a few mashups by myself online. And I remember one of those got number one. And that was, and I just remembered, like, that was so cool. And it was just funny because, like, it was almost like a secret. Like, no one even really knew, like, I wasn't very public about like I'm a like I'm a DJ I'm an artist it was kind of just for fun like throw them up online um I remember getting number one was sick and then that kind of just like helped me get a few relationships with like writers and stuff so then when Matt and I joined up we blasted out to all the people we knew and yeah I think we had a pretty good run where I think we ended up with like I mean now it's unfortunately it's kind of not uh not what it once was yeah. but I think by when it was all said and done we had like 35 number ones on hype machine or something like that and uh like that led to what like a 2017 tour of the country right yeah we so when did we start so when we were in school in the first like year and a half after that we really weren't doing too many shows we do like one a month maybe um and we had an agent but like it's the classic thing where when you first get an agent, every, every artist says this, you first get an agent and you're brand new and you complain that you that they're not getting shows for you. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's not really like, there's not many shows where people want to hire. I mean, th there are, don't get me wrong. There are, but basically things really change when there's demand rather than him, like asking for favors or putting you in a situation where like, it's not really going to help your career. You know, you, once there's demand, then, then things really take off. So like, we were doing a couple things here and there. And then 2016 is when there finally started to be like, you know, we were actually getting like emails all the time from students and from festivals and from, you know, whoever. And like that, once it kind of started, it was like February of 2016, I think. Yeah, February 2016, where it was like, it was the first time where we had two things in the same weekend. And then like, you know, then, you're, then he booked us another weekend full of two things and then another, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, that was four years straight of pretty much we had a two weekends off per year plus like some a holiday break. Yeah. But like, you know, that was once you kind of like get in it, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's the grind. Yeah. It's the grind, but it's fun. And it, you know, it's obviously exhausting at certain points, but it's so fun most of the time. And you know, you, that's what that's, we've just had you know everyone's had a crazy year but this year has been so crazy for us just because it goes from a hundred to zero it was like the last time i had a weekend in la with no traveling 
where I had where I had like two weekends in a row, you know, was five years ago, and then now it's fifty weekends yeah. in a row or whatever. Um, so it's just definitely very different. But you know, there obviously pros and cons to it too. Like we've been so much extra studio time, working on so much new music, working on big things. Like we have Big Booty, uh, Big Booty eighteen is almost done, and we're doing some really cool stuff for that. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely a weird year. Can you yeah. give us uh, one of your best stories from like playing or DJing like a frat party that rented you out or something and uh, yeah. either you or Matt got just a little bit too fucked up or maybe one of you yeah. ran off with a girl or something? I remember Matt's birthday, 2017. Uh, Matt's birthday, 2017, we played at University of Virginia and we were supposed to only play like whatever it was. I think we were only supposed to play like 90 minutes and we were just having, it was like classic, like ratchet basement, like crowded, you know, <laughs> foggy sweat. Like everyone's just covered in sweat. And like we, uh, the 90 minute we were, you know, we we're drinking during it and the 90 minutes are up, but like it was one of the rare times where we actually were like totally cool going as long as they wanted. You know, normally if they ask us to, we'll do it. But like, it's rare that we are ever like suggesting like, let us go so much longer. <laughs> so uh, we ended up doing like over three hours. And by the time, you know, it got to the end of that, we were both pretty wasted. But Matt was falling. Matt fell off the stage like three times. Like, he, just, <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't understand. Like, I mean, it was a dark, sweaty room, so I don't blame him. But it was just like, he couldn't figure out where the stage ended and where the the floor below it started. And he would just fall on his face and just walk, you know, wobble around and get up, try to climb back up. And that, yeah, that would, that one sticks out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been, we've definitely seen our fair share of, of all sorts of How do you guys parties like, and, maintain though, the relationship between like, you guys are two good looking dudes in your mid twenties with like <laughs> this, like opportunity to play in front of a bunch of people that absolutely love you. How do you like maintain I mean, I think, the relationship between like, okay, like I, it would be a lot more fun if I got a little fucked up for this. So we're like, all right. We yeah. You just got to find, you got to find the balance. And like, you know, it was earlier on, it was also like, we were in college when we were doing some of those parties. So it was like, not, a, you know, it was like weird because it's like, this is, I like to do this exact same thing when I'm on my campus. <laughs> yeah. Like now I'm coming to your campus. Um, but I mean, you th I think you just have to find a balance because you, you'll burn out. It's like, you know, if you do two or three shows every single weekend and you're like, going hard all the time it's just it's too hard to travel and do it again and not only that but like we want to be productive when we're back in studio monday morning we don't want to just loaf around for five days and then have two days you know to go on a crazy trip like you know it, it, you just got to find the balance where like you could definitely have fun and even if you know the very act of just like going to a cool new city and playing the show even if you are you know th that alone is fun enough um and so like, you know, I think, I think at this point we just kind of have a good routine of knowing like, you know, we're going to have a little bit of fun and certain nights if we, maybe if we don't have a flight the next morning or if we have friends that we could stay with, like we'll make it a little more fun. But like overall, a lot of it is like, you know, we're working. This is, this is, you know, how we're, this is our career. And like, we know a lot of people where unfortunately it's just like, if you can't control that, then, you know, you can just, your priorities get, you know, messed up and like, you can just kind of burn out. So when you guys were like coming up with the idea of being DJs and stuff, did you ever think about 
having like you know Daft Punk style dead mouse head something on your head or some sort of Dude, I don't want to say gimmick. I don't think we ever thought of the like anonymous. Uh, did we? I I forget if we did, but yeah, I mean that that would have been funny. We did our some of the stuff that like we we had. There's this photo of us where like one of the first pictures we posted on our page. We're wearing those stupid like um uh propeller spinny hats <laughs> we're both wearing those oh wait you know what now that i remember it wow we did have we did one photo also but the funny thing is it doesn't make sense because we had already shown our faces so yeah. like you can't just become anonymous after <laughs> i guess it wasn't to be anonymous it was more for just like we thought it could be like a cool branding thing but we took yellow frisbees and we painted like a smiley face on them and then we just like <laughs> every picture we took we held them in like front justin of our face bieber style did, did justin bieber do that no like his I don't company <laughs> it's like a smiley face it's called like Dream. oh yeah i mean every there's so many smiley face logos yeah. so yeah we did that for a little but that that obviously never stuck and i think one of the things we realized pretty early on and i'm glad we did was like the stuff we tried to force just it just never felt right and it was like you know there was one time where some someone set us up with like a photo shoot where we're wearing like leather jackets and it's just like that's not our vibe and like it just it was just not you know, as soon yeah as we kind of imagine it, was like, you two in leather jackets yeah and it's just like you know we're this is all it's not like fake you know man i grew up together we've been best friends since we're 12 so like i think people kind of realize that's fun to see like just two guys kind of clowning around hanging out and like that's really what two friends started as was hanging out it wasn't like hey this will be our career we will make our money from this like th you know this is our game plan xyz it, the, fir the very beginning of it was like yo dude like we're at end of senior year you know we know where we're going to school next year school's not as hard anymore like uh we're at yo i'm coming to your house this weekend anyway what should we do this weekend oh we like music we should try to mess around with music and it was like hanging out yeah. um so i think that's cool to, to see that like we don't really need to force stuff we can kind of just hang out and, and it kind of works What's uh, your favorite college town to play at? Like, what place do you think gets the most rowdy? So, I mean, that's so hard to answer. Because, and the reason that's so hard to answer is because we've been to a, a lot of schools. We've probably been to, like, over 100 campuses now. And our, like, some, some of them we get to go, we've seen a, a shitload. Like, Alabama and UT Austin, I think we've done, like, seven or eight different events there over the years. So like those we have a better sense of, but like some of them, you know, we'll go one time over the past five years in one specific, you know, a club or the school or a frat booked us. And like, that is our kind of one experience of that town. And it could be amazing or bad. And it, we kind of, that ends up like representing the whole school. Yeah. It's probably like unfair. So like, that's why I feel like sometimes my opinions, when I tell people this, they're like, wait, really? Like, I'm like, I don't, you know, I didn't go around the whole campus, but I know that whatever party we just played like those kids went crazy so like yeah like the boulder the, or the the yale yeah. kids go hard like those kids were rolling molly for you guys <laughs> it's like i think you just ended up playing at you know that one like house that is a little weird yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh we uh so i would say like miami of ohio always a good time uh indiana always a great time michigan uh where else jmu is, is fun um, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of the schools end up the ones that are kind of like hard to get to and like got to take the connecting flight kind of in the middle of nowhere. Those ones always go hard because, you know, I think there's <laughs> there's less time. Like, you know, if you're in a big city, you can go to a 
go see a DJ any, you know, any night of the week. But if a lot of times it's cool to see when we're like, this is the one time the semester where they're getting like, they're, you know, getting a DJ for this event. The one time this whole year, this is their, their this is their big party. They like, it's some of these houses cause Vanderbilt, I, you know, I was in, uh, Matt and I were both in Bradford college and like our Greek life at Vanderbilt was the houses were not sick. They were like small houses that only a few people live in. Everyone else lives off campus and like you kind of just congregate there. But like some of these houses are so insane and like they tell us how much money they spend. Not just, you know, obviously yeah, yeah, they, yeah. that we know how much we're getting paid, but they say how much money they're spending for like the alcohol and the decorations. The and it's just hilarious. So it's like, it's like we, Vanderbilt, our big spend was like, we have $2,500 to book an artist. And that was like our one time of the year where we had $2,500 to, to book someone. And then these kids are like, yeah, so, you know, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a fun party. We got $25,000 of beer we got. <laughs> and it's like, dude, like that's, that would be, yeah. So it, it's been fun kind of being able to go, go across the country and kind of see all the different, all the different schools. Yeah. I'm fine with plastic vodka, by the way. <laughs> as, as are we. What have you been doing this uh, for this quarantine? I know you're, the big booty mix coming out soon, but what else have you been up to? Yeah, just just kind of grinding in the studio. Have all this extra time, obviously. Um, mostly been in LA the whole time. We've done a few like virtual sets. Come on, and break yeah, some news for us. Kinda... Break some news for us. <laughs> break some news. All right, when when is this gonna air? Uh, probably what next by next Wednesday. Yeah, probably next Wednesday or something. Okay, so if it's next week, so by the time this airs, big booty mix eighteen will be about two or three weeks away and our new song hell is uh will be out literally probably that day yeah if it's next oh fuck yeah you heard it here first yeah (laughs) yeah uh before we let you go i just have one question that i gotta ask um yeah have you guys ever been offered a threesome slash is there a girl hot enough to where you guys would say yes (laughs) so we have we have a like some of the DMs we get are just definitely, definitely uh, very funny and memorable. Just certain phrasings and stuff. But yeah. um, uh, is there a girl? I, I, you know what? We both have girlfriends, and uh, oh no, comment. Is there a girl that, okay. that would... You're telling me <laughs> 2008 who, Megan I, Fox like comes I'm, over. And, and for me and Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 probably at that point we'd out, I think our girlfriends would give us permission. That's all that. Yeah. All right, man. We really appreciate your time. Yo, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. This was an awesome interview. We're huge fans. Can't wait to bump uh, eighteen. Yeah, I'll send you guys as soon as we have it uh, ready. I'll send it over. Nice. Thank you. Turn camera. One oh two, take one. With overlap, action piece. Just do anything? No, it's a, sorry, cut. Yeah, rolling. One oh two, take two. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There's a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So pour my son. 102 take three. 